there's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Hosted by Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! An estimated 100,000 Rangers fans are making moves to get to Seville for the Europa League final against Eintracht Frankfurt on Wednesday night. It could be a spectacular end to the season for Giovanni van Bronckhorst and his team competing for a European trophy and the Scottish Cup back at Hamden in the space of four days. Barry Ferguson, I'm just trying to gauge your level of excitement. Where are you? Zero to ten. Are you about eleven? <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth there. Yep, it's getting to that that time, Rob. Um, couple of days to go. Exciting time. I mean, an exciting week. But this and Wednesday, um, as you just mentioned, there are a hundred thousand fans expected to go over, and um, I'm just delighted that I, I'm going to go and sample it and, and soak it um, all up. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm still really confident. No, overconfident because they're coming up against a good team. But um, I'd mentioned last week it's certainly a, a beatable team in nine rank Frankfurt. But this this week could turn into be a, an unbelievable week for Rangers Football Club. A hundred thousand that could be a lot of selfies, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it could. But I'd um, a pop. <laughs> just a bit of, <laughs> the business manager speaks. Yeah. What's your cut in that? <laughs> it's his usual hundred and ten percent. I think. I, I'm just. Uh, look, I was uh, lucky enough to be there, Rob, in, in 2008. Um, just didn't win it. Um, but I'm going over there to sample it as a as a fan. And I think the atmosphere um, is going to be electric. And I just hope everybody that goes over enjoys herself and they behave themselves. That's the most important thing. But it's a it's a, a game that I'm I'm very confident with the way that Rangers have been playing over the the last um, couple of months that it's a game that's definitely winnable and if they do it they're heroes getting there but they could be absolute legends if they win it Sounds good Team Ferguson on tour Celtic took delivery of their big prize on Saturday lunchtime in Glasgow's East End they put six goals past Motherwell at Celtic Park in the perfect way to round off an amazing title success Tom Rogic and Neil Beaton did their farewells Ange Postacoglu Mark Guidi is already planning to build from a position of serious strength it's only phase one he says I mean the the, the great thing for Ange Postacoglu which um you know, no Celtic managers had in a long time. He's been able to prepare um, Rob for the new season, knowing what his budget is. You know, not having the the stress and the the, the anxiety of um, having to get through Champions League qualifiers, which sometimes you know could be getting underway in you know six weeks' time. Um, so that's a real good thing. So he'll know what his money is. He doesn't need to wait to you know the last two or three days of August before you, you find out and then there's a wee bit of a, a rush goes on you bring him. So the, the, the planning will be there. There's no doubt all the targets will have been identified by now and uh, moves will be underway to bring uh, new players in. He'll know the, the exact positions he wants to strengthen. 
already Tom Rogic and your beat on are leaving no doubt there'll be two or three more um, and then it's going to improve on what's been a, a very very good uh, first season um, for him but you know you, you believe him when he says he doesn't want to stop um, there as Barry you know, would be saying this time last year the thing about winning the title is brilliant but go and retain it mm. and that was a challenge for Rangers this season it's not happened but they've excelled in Europe as we're about to see on Wednesday night by getting to the European final and then Celtic's challenge will be keeping Rangers at, at bay next season going for the Champions uh, League being involved in the Champions League and also having a strong uh, domestic season so yeah um, Ange Postacoglu and his team certainly heading in the in the right direction and, and once again albeit the pressure was off on Saturday but uh, they scored a couple of cracking goals um, Kyogo's goal just before half time was exceptional and um, Jack Amakis you know, when you think he was kind of brought in as a backup striker at two and a half, three million quid, what, what another outstanding uh, piece of business. Yeah, he's ended up being joint top Premiership yeah. goal scorer with Regan Charles Cook. Yeah, and, and he's probably missed what three months of the season mm-hmm. um, with, with with various uh, injuries. So yeah, it just shows you that when you're the top scorer in Holland, you know a lot of people d- d- dismissed it. Um, you know, and he didn't get off to a great start with his injuries. But I remember, I think it might have been his first goal for the club. But it was there when he scored the winner. Um, against St Johnston and it was a brilliant finish you know a real, a real clean execution and if you assess a lot of his goals you know they've not been easy finishes they've been right out the top Ronald Kyogo's kind of grabbed the headlines because he is the top man and I get all that but you look at how clinical Jack Amakis is and he's a proper finisher It's not often we get to this stage of the season and we say exciting times for Rangers fans heading for Seville, looking forward to that Europa League final 48 hours away. Exciting times for Celtic fans uh, celebrating uh, the title win at the weekend and really excited about the immediate future with this man in charge. Martin, I tell you, we all start with the greatest of ambitions and the greatest of dreams, but you know, from where we started at the beginning of the year, I knew it was going to be a massive challenge for us. You know, it was uh, probably been the tightest league for quite a number of years. Rangers were outstanding all year, and but these group of players have been brilliant. You know, they last what 32 weeks without losing a game of football. Um, it's a remarkable achievement. Yeah, it was some atmosphere, wasn't it, at Celtic Park on Saturday. 6-0 against Motherwell and uh, Celtic getting delivery of the of the title. You mentioned uh, Tom Rogic, Mark, in your first answer. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of intri- a little bit intrigued about Tom Rogic because um, it hasn't really been said why he's going, has it? Yeah. You know, I, I'm assuming after nine years at Celtic, he wants to be back closer to home. I get that. He must have been tempted to play in the Champions League. Yeah. Celtic must have been keen to keep him. Uh-huh. No, yeah, I've, I gave it. Um, I was taken aback. Uh, by the, not not by the timing, just by the decision. Because um, again, yeah, you, you know, you've you've got guaranteed Champions League football. If you stay another year or two, probably get a testimonial. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, I, w- I was a bit taken aback. And by the way, the most important thing, he's a quality player. You know, nine games out of ten, he's going to start in that number ten. Well, I think we we probably all all agree he's one of the most intelligent footballers in, in Scottish football. You know the way you know his, his positional sense. His movement, um, you know, he's he's right up there. So first and foremost, uh, from the playing side, it's a blow. In terms of why that decision's been made uh, between the club, the player, whatever, where's he going? What's the transfer fee, if any? Because he's still under contract, unless yeah. I'm mistaken. Yes. So all those kind of things, yeah, it, it, it was a bit. I was definitely taken aback. I did not see that one coming. Beat on to a lesser extent. Because More of a squad man. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you can understand that one. But for Tom Rogic, you know, um, because 
a great rapport with him and his managers as well. So the, the obvious connection with uh, with Australia. So yeah, I was surprised at that, and he'll be very difficult to replace. I wonder whether the signing of Matt O'Reilly uh, from MK Dons. Uh, Barry w- was maybe done with this in mind the fact that he can be a replacement for Tom Rogic yeah they're, they're very similar players I mean Matt O'Reilly has really impressed me but in terms of, of, of Rogic I was surprised as, as everyone I think I, I think he's a match winner I think he's one of the best players in Scotland at this moment in time um, so and he's at an age what is he 29 coming on mm-hmm. 30 Still a lot of football in his legs, um, but as you says, maybe he wants to get closer ho- closer to home. It looks to me if it will probably be the the Middle East where there was interest a couple of years ago, uh, and you know what, like the the finances o- are over there, there it's unbelievable money. Um, but from a a supporter's point of view, and watching football, he's a player that I really enjoyed watching. Not when he played against Rangers, right <laughs> enough, yeah. but he, he he's a top player and. Um, I think he'll be a massive, massive loss for Celtic. And he was emotional after the match Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's hard to put into words. Um, you know, the club's been an enormous part of my life and, um, you know, I've had an amazing time here. So I can't thank everyone enough and I felt like I got the perfect send-off today and it was emotional for me and my family, but, um, you know, I'll have great memories when I leave him. And he leaves with an arm full of winner's medals. Uh, it's hard. I'm fortunate that I've had many great moments here and been part of many successful teams and won a lot of trophies. So, you know, I'll look back on amazing moments and memories. I'm fortunate I've met some great people, some great friends, and, um, yeah, I can only say good things about the club. Yeah, I mean, you look around, you see the atmosphere we have. Um, you know, it's special. Uh, that's what you want as a player, and I just hope the success continues, and I'll be watching as a fan from now on. I think we can only assume though, Mark, that uh, looking at the the work of Andrew Postacoglu so far in the transfer market, um, he'll, have had a thing, he'll, he'll have known that Tom Rogic has been going for a while. Uh, maybe Matt O'Reilly is the guy to replace him or, or maybe there's somebody else coming in that he's got his eye on that can do what Tom Rogic does, which I admit is easier said than done. Yeah, I mean, Matt, Matt O'Reilly's, you know, he's, he's settled in very, very quickly and made a, an, an immediate impression in a positive way. So there's no doubt Matt O'Reilly's what, 22 or something like 21. that? 21. So, you know, the, the improvement that's to come from him, uh, getting a full pre-season under his belt at the club, etc, etc. So, yeah, I mean, that that is a, a positive in it. One and a half million quid, it's a snip uh, all day long. And yeah, you, you probably would need to look at somebody else c- coming in too to, to fill Rodgers' boots because, you know, particularly you've got big European games next season, so you're going to need uh, a squad with as much quality Um as, as possible so yeah Tom Rogic a brilliant servant uh, to Celtic signed by Neil Lennon um, during his first stint as, as manager I can't remember what was the fee Rob was it about a million quid or something like that it wasn't a big fee that's for yeah, sure so, yeah. I mean, he's been you know, amazing value. yeah he has been you think um, early stages and then under Brendan Rogers, um he was brilliant and you know I think as Barry mentioned there was a spell when he was unplayable against Rangers. You know, tactically, Rangers couldn't cope with him. And that's why he was singled out in the Scottish Cup semi-final by Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and the staff. And what a job Bassey managed to do. But they basically stopped Rodgers and that stopped Celtic um, that day. So, yeah, he's been a great servant. Whatever he goes on to do, wish him all the best. But it'll be a big miss for Celtic. One thing they're losing is a lot of experience here between the two of them. Mm. Two of them, I think, what is it, 33, 34 trophies? Yeah. Between the two of them. Mm. That's a lot of trophies, a lot of experience. And two really good players, um, so he, he must, like Postacoglu, he's no daft, no. he must have somebody lined up, because um, they're, they're going to be two difficult players to replace, because if you look at the two, if they don't play, they're really good players, or top players to bring off the bench. 
I heard your sharp intake of breath when I said that Matt O'Reilly was 21 yeah, because because he, he plays with a lot of maturity, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, to be honest, Rob, again, I, I knew of him, but I hadn't seen a lot of him. But to come up from League One, um, it looks as like if he's been at Celtic for a couple of years. I think he'll only get better. This is his first season, remember. Um, it's a different pace of game up here, different quality. Um, but he's certainly one player that's impressed me. He's very, very similar to Rogic when, when you watch him. They're, they're basically it's like watching Rogic mm-hmm. so that's maybe one of the reasons why he's let Ro- Rogic go because um, Matt O'Reilly I thought he was 23-24 but 21 years of age he's still get um, he's going to get better and better Matt O'Reilly um, but again I'll go back to two players that I think have served Scottish football uh, brilliantly the Rangers fans got a little glimpse into the future at Tynecastle on Saturday as they beat Hearts uh, 3-1 to dress rehearsal for the Scottish Cup final next Saturday uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst left out the entire Seville starting 11 still Rangers were far too good for Hearts um, and some more game time uh, for some very promising talent young players are working hard in the academy with all the help of, the, of our coaches and to be able to give them game time in uh, in this moment is, is good and I think they, they play really well I just told them to enjoy don't be afraid to make mistakes just go out and, and, and enjoy and that's what, we, what they did Let's talk to Mark in Greenock, who's a Rangers fan. Hi, Mark. Hi, guys. How are you? We're well. How are you? Uh, not bad, not bad. It's coming down the days to Wednesday. Yeah, well, I was asking Barry at the top of the show, what, what's your level of excitement about this game? Well, it's getting bigger and bigger as the day comes on, and then you're really confident, and then you're thinking, well, I can't go through what happened in 2008. Mm. Uh, I'm sure Barry knows what that is well more than ending. Uh, yeah. we'll, see. we'll see what happens. I'm sure you are feeling that very much at the moment, Barry, when yeah. preparing to, to go as a fan to this European final and remembering the pain of Manchester. Yeah, but um, um, confident, but also um, there's a bit of nerves there as well because I, I know what happened in 2008. It was, it was just an empty feeling. Um, and I, I said that last week in my column. My holiday that summer, we were off, I think, we got three or four weeks off and I never enjoyed it one single bit. Because when you get to finals... You're there for a reason because you want to win it. Um, we just weren't good enough in, on the night. Um, disappointingly, we, we, we lost it. And I hope this group of players go one better, honestly. Um, believe they, they can do that, but there is that worry in the back of your mind because, look, I think Frankfurt have got to the final for a reason, Rob. Mm-hmm. They, they're a good team. I wouldn't say they're a top team, but they've got good players that, that can hurt you. Um, so... That's always in the back of my mind, but look, I think Rangers have just got to go in with the confidence. Um, they've been playing. Look at the teams have knocked out um, to get to the final. So, yeah, I firmly believe that Rangers are in a real good place to to go one better. I take it you're not heading for Seville, Mark, are you? No, I tried to uh, for me and my son to go, but it was just becoming silly money. Uh, you know, where your wife's looking at it and you say, I'm going to spend £1,800 on two flights and accommodation for United did she give you one of those looks yeah I think I'm going to have to take my family away now because she knows it'll be £1,800 to sell. <laughs> see that, that's a disappointing thing that it's became that expensive for, for fans to, to go some of the prices I think are ridiculous I think mm. what, what tickets are going for two and £3,000 that, that's not right because um, you, you want the, the fans to to go and try and sample the atmosphere and they'll go back to it. I don't think the stadium's big enough either. Nine and a half thousand tickets ain't enough. 
for a, a Europa League final. And when you've got so many people, Mark, so desperate to be there, yeah. and then it, it, it's 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 so easy for the rip-off merchants to to strike, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think. No, you know, so, sorry, it was Mark Guidia that in the studio. Sorry, get you oh, first, Mark, sorry, Mark. No, yeah, it is that some of the prices are disgusting, absolutely disgusting. What they've uh, been charged, but you know that. Listen, that you would always get touts that would be looking to, you know, maximise and you know try and make our, you know, my God, the, the profits obscene in some of the tickets. But part of the pro, or the biggest part of the problem, Rob, is, is UEFA and mm. their choice of of stadium. Whether mm. it was Rangers, Eintracht Frankfurt, any any kind of final, you know, to pick to choose for your second biggest tournament, to choose a stadium with less than forty three thousand. I don't know what they're thinking about, mm. and, then, I mean, and then really, give less than half of the tickets to the fans. Yeah, but you know, I genuinely, what are they thinking about choosing the Europa League final for forty three thousand mm. fans? It's just, it's not right. You know, I, mean, even I think the, you made the, the point last week. Aye. Rangers have got forty-five thousand season ticket aye. holders. Yeah, forty-five thousand, and they've only got nine and a half thousand tickets to to sell the sell to the punters. Um, nine and a half thousand each, which means we're we're done a twenty-three, twenty-four thousand going. That's going to obviously yeah. sponsors, whatever. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's right. I think the fan zone's in a bigger stadium, isn't it? And yeah, there's going to be a fan zone to a lot bigger stadium. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I, it just. I mean, again. It, I'm baffled by it, Rob. I mean, genuinely baffled. I mean, there's enough top stadiums around Europe now to say across the board, you know, for the, obviously for the Champions League final and the Europa League final, minimum 60,000. There's enough. Yeah. Because look at Spurs' brand new stadium sitting down there. Mm. The Emirates, I mean, that's, you know, the UK, you go, you know, so look, it's it's not right. The Conference League, okay, they've chosen a stadium with 24,000 capacity in, in Tirana. And that's its first year that's in its infancy. But again, very quickly, lessons need to be learned about that. You've got Roma against Feyenoord in the tournament, yeah. a 24,000 capacity in Tirana. They're, they're two really well-supported yeah. teams as well. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that, 24,000. Yeah. Surely there's got to be a limit on it when they're, they're, they're doing these finals, right? Where are we going? I know each country and each city has to maybe get a chance, but... It's got to be a, a capacity at least, the very least, 60,000 for me. Mark and Greenock, sorry, what were you going to say earlier about tickets? Just about, I mean, like the tickets, just the travel thing, as you're saying, this is going to be like massive days for Frankfurt and for Rangers, you know, and they're trying to give your children as well something like to see a European final. I never thought I would ever see one, but hopefully now I'm seeing two, you know, so you kind of see your children to see that and then they can't see it. It kind of ruins it for them, and you know that way. And you're wanting to see that excitement in your kid's face, and that is where we're going. But then it's just too much, too expensive. You know, it's yeah. it ruins it for the fans. So that's the thing, Barry, isn't it? I mean, the, the, there is no guarantee that you get to these European finals regularly. Yep, and then if you do get the chance, see, Mark did get a, a ticket. You're looking at eighteen hundred pound to take mm. him and his mm. his kid. Yeah, I mean that that's ridiculous money. I mean the prices before. Rangers got to the final. I think the return flights were like, I think £100 or something, say, no much more than that. And now to go for a, a day trip, you're looking at £1,000 to go for a couple of days. People can't afford that. Um, and they shouldn't be allowed um, to put these prices up. I mean, some of the hotels, I was speaking to a few of the Rangers supporters, they were checking hotels before they got to the final. They were maybe €100 Euros a night. And then they clicked on it on the Friday and they were up to like six, €700. Euros. Mark, uh, prediction for uh, Wednesday night. Uh, looking back, looking on from afar, uh, are you feeling confident about it? Um, it, like, it goes by hour by hour, I am, and then I'm, 
not because then you look who they're put out and then I am and then I'm not you know but I never thought Rangers would get here even when it went to Dortmund I thought I'd not beat them and then it's get thundered and thundered every round and so no I don't I don't like to wait I'm going to keep myself quiet on now <laughs> thanks for your call alright cheers Fort is back 48 hours away from Rangers against Eintracht Frankfurt in Seville the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Monday's Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors and uh, just talking about that Rangers team uh, that beat Hearts 3-1 on Saturday at uh, Tynecastle. Hearts went ahead in the game but Rangers then scored three uh, and Rangers finished Barry with seven academy graduates on the pitch uh, Leon King started he's looking great at the back uh, Alex Lowry in the midfield Adam Devine at right back Tony Weston came off the bench Ross McCausland Cole McKinnon scored uh, and Charlie McGann Charlie McCann got some more game time uh, as well it's really encouraging isn't it about the future yeah I, I said a couple of years ago Rob I, I wasn't seeing enough young players threaten to get into the the first team and I'm talking about getting into the, the 18 and and getting on the bench and, and trying to get into that starting 11. And now for me, I said last week, there's, there's two players that are standing out. I mean, it's great to see seven finish the game because um, obviously Gio was resting a number of players, but King at the back, to me, um, looks the part, but it's Lowry. I, I just, I mean, he glides past players. Mm. His awareness. What about his goal as well? Yeah, his awareness on the football pitch is um, second to none. And do you know what I like about him? He's not scared to make mistakes. If he makes a, a bad pass and he misjudges his touch or whatever, he wants a ball again. And I love to see that from a, a young player. So certainly they two, Lowry and King, I think in time, if they continue their development, they keep working hard, they keep their feet in the ground, I think these two players could save Rangers an absolute fortune. Because um, for me, they could become first-team regulars in that starting eleven next season. I think... G will, will involve them a lot more in terms of being in the 18 will they start maybe not but I think the following season they, they no doubt in my mind could become regular Rangers players the entire starting 11 for Seville got a rest uh, on Saturday Rangers still won very comfortably with that very youthful lineup, especially as Barry says the game the, the team that finished off uh, the game. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Rob McLean on the Go Radio Football Show. And I'm delighted to say that uh, we have Stevie Jukes with us uh, from the musical duo St. Phoenix. Hi, Stevie. How's it going, guys? All well here. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm actually, um, so I'm getting my hair dyed at the moment. So uh, just in case you hear any hairdryers like going about, you call me a bad time. What, what colour are you going for? Well, I'm going back to my natural, own natural colour. It was silver for a bit, and I'm just going back to my... I'm just scared in case it's the old sun, just turns it a different colour, so I'm going back to my normal brown. Mine's silver, but I don't think I've got any choice in going back to anything other than the natural <laughs> one that I've got at the moment. And you're heading for Seville, Stevie? Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, we're going to head out, me and my brother. Um, just cannot wait. It's um, absolutely uh, pouncing ourselves, but we've, we've managed to get tickets, so we're really excited. And you've and you've written a song for the occasion, haven't you? We've written a song. Um, quite funnily enough, we were uh, we went to the Leipzig game. We were playing uh, in the fan zone before the match, and uh, we got hospitality after um, 
after that we, we watched the match and had a, a bit too many beers and then after the the game finished I said to one of the marketing guys you want to hear this song I've written it's an absolute belter and he, he was like oh, well, let me hear it let me hear it and I hadn't even written it at the time it was just, a, <laughs> it was just an idea and um, I went home and uh, you know my manager said you know you, you've got to do this and uh, we spent all day in the, the studio on Sunday night um, and just put it together it's something that we're, you know, we're really really proud of and you know it's got off to an amazing start with a great response so that, that was you under pressure to produce a song when you suddenly committed to it? It was. I just had to, it was just, I, I did have an idea the week before because Rangers actually put up a tweet on Twitter saying Make Us Dream and I just, I got an inspiration after seeing the actual match and we, we had a season ticket for years. We went we went to, been home and away. Um, I was lucky enough to go to Manchester with my dad to go to the game and that game, like, uh, the vibes of the game at Ibrox was just something I've never seen before and Genuinely had some some major inspiration um, coming away from it. Um, it's just it's incredible. Let's get a wee sample, Stevie. We follow you, so make us dream. Now make us dream. Now make us dream. Let's just go to the Go Radio Football Show judging panel, Barry. Oh, dead. Listen. I'm ready to go and play now. Love it, <laughs> love it. Um, no, listen, I'm, Stevie's one of his uh, one of his songs that he obviously writ, uh, written was one of my songs that I run to Happy Place. I'm sure Steve will tell you why he he written it, but um, no, brilliant um, to hear that, and I'm sure that will be blaring out when um, we're over in Seville. So make us dream is what it's called, Stevie, and. Um, there's going to be a lot of people singing along with that one on, on Wednesday night. I've had a good few um, videos sent to me, people over in uh, Spain and Portugal um, by the poolside where they're uh, having a nice, um, a nice can of beer and, and singing the song, playing it loud. As I said, the, the response we've had has been crazy. We got up to number two in iTunes. It started off really, really well on streaming on, on Apple Music and uh, and in Spotify, um, so it's kind of overwhelming. But again, it's just we just did it because you know we really felt inspired to to write something that you know we witnessed at the time. Even Mark Guidi was tapping his feet to that one. I think Mark, were you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So it's catchy. It's catchy, Stevie. Good man, I appreciate it, Mark. Thank you. Well, good luck with it. That's great to go right into number two. And iTunes, uh, you confident you can get to number one before the end of, and by the way if Rangers win on Wednesday it's got number one all <laughs> no, over it's, it's it number one number one all over it doubt. so we're going to, you're going uh, to get number one because Rangers are going to win on Wednesday night Stevie oh, that's that's the whole thing we're thinking it's if this goes to number one the Rangers support are so crazy you just don't know what's going to happen but it's the guy uh, Sam Ryder from um, the Eurovision he's mm. number one at the moment so it's going to take a it's going to take a monumental effort to, to knock, knock him off the, the top but I think if we do win on Wednesday then there's no reason why we can't. Remember, Stevie, if Rangers do win on Wednesday, don't have too many beers, because seeing Thursday, I take it you're writing a song for the Scottish Cup final. <laughs> I've got, that's, that's the next one. I've started writing it already, so I need to save the voice, I know. Does it feel as if it's written in the stars for Rangers Wednesday night, Stevie? Uh, I, you just never want to get ahead of yourself. I think when, when Barney played, obviously, the last time he got to Manchester, it was amazing, but it was yeah, it was defensive performances. It was um, it was we're playing against really good teams. We got their merit, but 
this this time feels a bit different. We've been outscoring every team we've played. Um, we've put in some really, really amazing European performances and to come away getting to the final with no, no strikers, um, it was really encouraging. And I just think there's there's no reason why we can't. Um, so I'm, I think I think we're going to do it three one. Yeah, I mean I don't. I don't, Kemar Roof, not sure. I mean, the, whether whether he's going to be part of the squad at all, Barry. But you're, I know you're not too bothered. I'm not too bothered. But Stevie just mentioned there that they've got to a final without a um, an out and out striker. Um, I think if Roof does train and he trains well, I do think Gio will, will put him in um, and start him in the game. Um, but listen, that'll that'll um, go on whether he, he does well tonight in training tomorrow. Because for me. It does make a difference when you've got a natural centre forward uh, in the starting eleven. But if he's not, this Rangers team for me has still got enough quality, no doubt in my mind, um, to go one better than um, we did in, in 2008. And I honestly believe that they've got every chance of doing it, and I hope they do it. Only three Scottish teams, Mark, have ever won a European final. I mean, this is history in the making, potentially, isn't it? Yeah, it's been, um, you know, what, 39 years ago was the last time, Aberdeen in 83, mm-hmm. Rangers 50 years ago, uh, Celtic what, 55 years ago. There's been a few finals uh, for various clubs, Barry's played in one, Celtic in 03, Dundee United, um, in 86 was it, Gothenburg. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, there's, there's a great chance and there's there something just telling me that Rangers mm-hmm. are going to do it on Wednesday, Robin, and I think back to working here with Barry two months ago, and uh, he's right away after Rangers beat Dortmund. He says, we're, we're going to Seville. He says, we are going to Seville. I didn't quite have the same confidence that Barry had, I'll be honest, because you just never know. But he called it then, and it's been true. And there is something about Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's team, something about him as a coach in Europe as well. He's very brave, he makes bold decisions, catches the opposition out as well by coming up with something different. Um, so yeah, I, I I fancy Rangers on, on Wednesday. That said, they're playing against a good team. They're not a sexy name in terms of a Borussia Dortmund or a Barcelona or a West Ham or whatever. And they're unbeaten in 12 European games this season. So they've got something. Uh, and they have the ability to go and win the game on, on Wednesday night. There's no doubt about that from an Eintracht point of view. But there's just something, I don't know, something telling me Rangers are, are going to win on Wednesday night. And you do look back, Stevie, to that four-day spell, those two massive matches. It did feel like make or break for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst at the time. A few Rangers fans were having a couple of doubts about him. He came through that with flying colours and, and it does seem like it's onwards and upwards now for him. Uh, absolutely. Um, I think that when we, we took the defeat at um, Parkhead, um, 3-0 defeat, I think he's changed it since then. He's certainly stepped back and maybe absorbed the league and understood um what what it takes to get the win um, and he's adapted and you can see that through the league performances you can also see that um, massively on the, on the European uh, front I think he's been magnificent putting uh, even putting the, the back five with Lundstrom just in front of Goldson and Bassey as well I think that's been a masterstroke and um, I, I guess that's the reason why you know we're, all us fans are, are confident that we can get a result um, so you know, he's hoping uh, we bring it home on, on Wednesday. Yeah, and, and if it is to be a, a European trophy for Rangers, a second one, um, and all the riches that comes with that, Barry, it's going to be a, a spectacular summer, isn't it? Where where both Celtic and Rangers have got a lot of money to spend. Yeah, if, if Rangers win, I have no doubt the Rangers chairman um, Douglas Park will, will give 
Giovanni a, a massive chunk of that cash to go and make sure that he, he strengthens Rangers because obviously Celtic have got that pot of £40 million pound with winning the, the league um, so it makes it that bit more exciting both of them got a lot of money behind them and it's going to be a massive summer and it'll be interesting to see what type of players both clubs um, bring in uh, but in terms I've just got a, I said Mark's right I said after the Dortmund game just what, what's happened at Rangers this year with the passing of two legends as well at the club with Walter and, and Jimmy and, and obviously Gio went through that wee sticky patch but he's come through it with flying colours for me listen if Rangers they, they can change their, their system within a game which I love they can go a bit defensive if they need to but they also they can open up and they can hurt teams Rangers um, and a lot's getting made to Kemar Roof the, the one that I'm looking to make sure that he's going to be on that, that training field before the game is Ryan Jack mm. Ryan Jack's a, a massive part we need Ryan Jack in there because he's been exceptional for me since he's been signed by Rangers and Joe Aribo back as well after his after the head knock yep um, so it'll be interesting if Roof comes in I think he will definitely play if he's, he's fit enough uh, Joe Aribo for me is starting to show the form he did in the first half of the season Ryan Jack hopefully him and Lundstrom for me have struck up a brilliant partnership and as I said there Lundstrom can jump into a back three if Rangers need to tighten up a wee bit um, so no, look there's there's a couple of decisions that Gio needs to make but I'm sure he'll make the right decisions Do you feel for fans Stevie who don't have tickets and there are plenty of them? Uh, yeah I've <laughs> I've I've received so many like text messages about see if I can get tickets and I, I how can I get you tickets I've I've um I've just luckily managed to get a couple for myself and you know all I've got I know a good few uh, few of my mates have gone I know a lot of people are going but I said I know even more who are are not managing to go to the game and you you do feel for them because it's a you know to 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 win a European especially a Scottish team to win a, a European uh, cup. Um, is is going to be um, once in a lifetime. So and you do feel for people that, that that can't be there, but you know I'm sure we'll all be there in spirit. So it's you and your brother. Um, do you have an early start tomorrow? Uh, no, not too early. We're, we're off to the airport at half nine, and then fly over, and uh, we're um, going to document it all. Get a wee um, GoPro, so it's going to be a busy time for the next couple of days. Just just getting footage of um, just the build up and the match and. Um, I said need to stay as sober as I can but um, <laughs> it's going to be, going to be the, the biggest challenge but uh, I off tomorrow at half nine and literally cannot wait as long as that GoPro doesn't catch me on Wednesday me and Big Oz on Wednesday <laughs> I'll, I'll be in hiding Barry, <laughs> Barry's he give you the sign off <laughs> before it comes out he, he's ticked the no publicity box just in case you bump into him uh, Stevie but have a, have a great trip and uh, and enjoy the game and good, and good luck with make, make His Dream as well. Thanks so much, guys. Enjoy the night. Cheers, Steve. All the best. We follow you, so make us dream. Now make us dream. Now make us dream. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! go. 
Some breaking football news. Blackpool teenager Jake Daniels has become the first current openly gay male footballer in the British game. Uh, the striker, who's 17, says he hopes coming out will encourage players who are more established to follow his lead. Uh, Daniels recently made his senior debut uh, and signed a professional contract with the championship club. And let's hope Market does uh, encourage others. Um, you know, they shouldn't have to be brave to, to come out. It should be a, a natural conversation, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, you've got to be, you know, a all-inclusive uh, society now, Rob, regardless of your, your, your sexual orientation, whatever it may be, you know, good on uh, the young player, uh, Daniels, for coming out already. You can see it. Um, on TV, social media, the backing that he's got from all the relevant authorities, you know, that had long conversations with 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 the staff and and teammates um, at Blackpool. So yeah, good on him. You know, as we said, um, I'm sure there'll, there'll, there'll be many uh, gay footballers um, out there, and if um, if Jake gives people uh, you know more encouragement to to come out, uh, then fine. Some prefer to keep it private. That's entirely up to them as well, and you've got to respect it. But yeah, let's hope the biggest challenge will be obviously um, being accepted and not by being be targeted by away fans and, and and different things when you're going around the ground. So hopefully, because um, he's young, he's got a long way to go to to, to make it in the game. But um, you know, he's it must be a, a wait for him to get it off if it's, mm. if it's been on his mind. When do I do it? How do I do it? Will I do it? Um, so he's got a great support network around him and uh, let him go and go on with his career and go on with his life and good luck to him Yeah, homophobia is something that we don't want anything to do with I mean, it's as unacceptable, Barry as any other forms of discrimination Yeah, and fair play to the young man Daniels takes a lot of bottle, Rob I tell you that yeah. um, but I'm sure he'll be a role model and uh, I'm just watching it in Sky that it's hopefully that's a, a sign for other players to come out and, and don't be scared um, as you says uh, so Fair play to him and fair play, he's, he's done an interview, we've been watching it as I said on Sky there and I'm sure he'll he'll get a, a good reception from it um, and as I said, it, it takes a lot of bottle for that age as well, 17, is it? Yeah, 17, 17 years yeah, of age, yeah. uh, so brilliant from the, uh, from the young man. Yeah, well done him, uh, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi and Rob McLean on the Go Radio Football Show um, and yesterday of course, uh, Queen's Park sealed their place in the championship for next season. What an amazing story that is. Uh, Airdrionians won Queen's Park 2. It was yesterday. Uh, it was 3-2 on aggregate. And uh, the former amateurs uh, are very much part of the professional era, Mark, and they are on the mm. way up. Yes, yeah, so, um, you know, back-to-back -back promotions for, for Queen's Park uh, under Ray McKinnon uh, this time uh, last year and now. Oni Coyle uh, has come in and you know at one stage it looked as though Queen's Park weren't going to do it um, they finished a, a number of points behind but they've, they've showed uh, the way in for, for Oni Coyle and Sandy Stewart best possible start for them and you know what a really good championship already you've got next season you know Cove Rangers going up as you know Rob they'll be, they'll be ambitious Queen's Park will be ambitious you've got Dundee, Dundee coming down uh, from the Premiership you know you've, you've got Air United you've got Partick Thistle uh, you've got Wraith, um, a broth, um, and either you know Inverness or uh, or St Johnson. So that's going to be uh, a right good league, and um, be interesting to see what Queens Park do in the, in the mm. transfer market um, this summer. Because obviously not going to entice somebody like uh, Oni Coyle, you know, who who if I had to pay conversation to get him at his contract to India, just won the the, the Indian Super League um, over there. So. 
as we all know there's big big plans afoot at, uh, at Queen's Park but really looking forward to the championship next season It's a great story Barry isn't it the rise and rise of Queen's br- Park Brilliant story I watched both games um, watched it yesterday and to be fair it was um, very nervy from both teams it wasn't a great game of football yesterday but what a story Queen's Park obviously we all know they've got brilliant backing now um, but just having that money doesn't give you the guarantee that you're going to get promoted they were disappointing to be honest with you this season in League One I, I expected more from them I expected them to win it outright um, but listen they've went via the, the playoffs and um, Simon Murray he has a difference at times Simon Murray obviously played at a high level mm. being at Dundee United being at Hibs he went over to South Africa when he's fit he, he does make a difference and obviously he got the, the winning penalty felt, felt for um, Airdrie obviously ex-teammate Ian Murray I had um, a couple of the players that played with Airdrie some of the staff I had them at Kelty Hearts um, so disappointing for them but listen what a what a story it is for Queen's Party and listen don't be surprised if they go and um, whether they'll win it or not next year for me with the budget they've got they've got to be looking at least getting into the playoffs and then there's a what an opportunity to get into the, the Premier League yeah and as Mark says that is going to be some championship lineup uh, next season that is going to be highly competitive um, as it uh, generally is uh, to be honest but some new names in there and football gets freshened up and we, and we love that when it happens that's what the pyramid system is all about yeah and, and as we mentioned Dundee looking for a new manager now as we all know but it's official so it'll be interesting to see who ends up at uh, at Dens Park? What are you thinking? What about Jack Ross? Yeah, I think Jack Ross would, would have to be. Well, I'm sure he'd be in Dundee's thoughts whether Jack Ross would want to go to Dundee as a, as a championship club. I don't know, but then could it be a Den- Derek, Derek McInnes type of job? Just about to say that yeah. Derek McInnes has set that example. Look, yeah, I'm stepping out of the championship, but only in his case, only plan to be here for six months because I'm taking Kilmarnock um, up. Uh, Gordon Strachan will clearly be influential in the decision. And I kind of thought looking at one or two snippets that I've heard about the, the remit or, or sorry the, the what they're looking for in the candidate I wondered if Stephen Presley might be given Gordon's relationship with Stephen mm-hmm. Stephen they Presley would golf, be a, uh, a, a, a contender but Stephen's at Brentford isn't he? is he still at Brentford in that I think role? so yeah um, so uh, who knows but it'll be interesting and if you can get a hold of Dundee as we know really good club and um, they'd have to be looking to, to, to bounce straight back up again. That well, is quite an attractive job, isn't it, Barry? Yeah, Dundee, yeah. I, I think um, I think they've got to go all out for, for Jack Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, You've you seen, look, Derek made the drop down, seen what happened there, the influence he had on the, the Kilmarnock team. They got, um, obviously, promoted, winning the league. And I think they, they've got to come straight back up, Dundee, because I, I would imagine they've got a healthy budget there. Um, and they want to keep that budget if they want to come... Um, straight back up so Jack Ross is the obvious one and there's also a lot of good young managers out there as well Kevin Thompson ex Dundee done a brilliant job at, mm-hmm. at Kelty but I just want to go on about the pyramid system mm-hmm. glad you mentioned that Bonnie Rig Rose yeah. promoted up to, to League 2 it's just it's just showing you what a good system that is because you've got obviously Cove Rangers you've got Edinburgh City promoted into League 1 Kelty obviously promoted into League 1 so I'm glad to see now that system starting to work and, and as I said I always felt when I was at Kelty that clubs in League 2 down near the bottom are just happy to be in that league and they didn't want the pyramid system but now you're starting to see young yeah, sorry ambitious clubs want to come through and I think over the next 3, 4, 5 years you'll see more clubs 
come from the, the Lowland or even the Highland League and also as well when they drop out they ain't coming straight back up it just shows as you said Barry the bit. yeah look at Eric Rangers yeah there's, there's a, a number of teams now Cowden Beather obviously mm-hmm. made that drop down in the Lone League mm-hmm. and, and you know what it's it's a tough tough league mm. um, there's a lot of good teams in there a lot of good players a lot of players that could easily play in the in the, in the leagues um, no doubt about it so you've seen over the years that clubs who have been relegated Rob have really struggled mm. in the Lowland League but I think the pyramid system now it's starting to show what a good system it is and there's there's a lot of ambitious uh, ambitious ambitious sorry should I say clubs because that's before you get to Seville yeah I know, I know. <laughs> but no I'm glad to see that system starting to work now as I said I mentioned four teams there and mm. over the next three four five years you're going to see more teams pushing to get into the SPFL yeah. you wonder who will be and I would probably include Queen's Park in this considering you know Queen's Park or Cove or Kelty I agree one of them within the next year, four years, will be in the Premier League, yep. be in the Premiership. I just wonder which mm-hmm. one it's going to be. Yeah, and and there should be no divine right to a place in the SPFL. It's the way it was for a long, long time. You could yeah, be. I thought a lot of teams down yeah. in League Two become became too comfy and they had no threat. I mm-hmm. think there should always be relegation. I mean, if you finish bottom for me, you've got to at least. I think there should be an automatic relegation. It doesn't work that way. Obviously, they go into a playoff. It's better than nothing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because um, for me, it always keeps you on your toes. Um, and I just thought a lot of clubs are just happy just to be in League Two. And there was a lot of clubs in the Lowland League. And even below that, the South of Scotland leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of clubs that are pushing and, and there's owners and committees that are putting a lot of hard work, time and effort into their facilities, into their playing staff to try and make their club better and better. And it's brilliant to see um, clubs uh, get promoted I mean Bonnie Rig Rose they're similar to Kelty three or four years ago they were a junior team mm. um, and they've shown how powerful um, a team they can be uh, brilliant support through it. I think yeah. the average gets something like a thousand yeah you just welcome Sean, a team Sean like his old team uh, yeah, yeah that's right. so I, I love seeing it and um, as I said I think there's a lot of teams in League 2 that are fearful now uh, of these young ambitious clubs coming through and I think it makes Scottish football feel more dynamic as well yeah. that there is that fresh blood constantly Aye. coming in and and it gives us stories it gives you know it makes people dream you know it gives them something to, to aim for and as Barry says you know you've really got to I mean, first of all the football authorities eventually saw a vision that we had to revamp our game and fresh it up and I think Stuart Regan for all the critics that he had he was a big big uh, pusher um, a big mover on, on what's um, happened and then beyond that now you have got to really applaud and appreciate the owners and the committees you know for, for whatever is finding finding investment to go and to say to Barry at Kelty Hearts we want to go and do something in the next couple of years you want to be the man to kick it all off and he did at Cove Rangers uh, is it Keith Sutherland yeah. up there the chairman you know, going to get Paul Hartley enticing him to go and work um, again right up you come we've got a dream go and try and make it become a reality Bonnie Rig Rose mm-hmm. Queen's Park already established mm-hmm. but again at the bottom tier and go to work their way up so yeah the football guys and the managers got, got all the credit week to week on a Saturday and rightly so but behind the scenes oh. the effort that goes in and you know how inventive and creative they have to be to go and get funds and go and get sponsorship and all that I'm, kind I'm of glad stuff. he's mentioned the, the boards and the committees or whatever because uh, see I'll go on like two examples Cove Rangers and Kelty Hearts small stadiums but facilities are second to none their yeah. grounds are absolute spotless um, and clubs like that deserve um, 
all the credit they get and, and certainly it's always the manager and the players that get the credit but see the people behind the scenes the volunteers all these guys yeah. they do an unbelievable job yeah they deserve a pat on the back talking football for another hour the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com your local friendly experts for new and used cars let's go Exciting times ahead for Rangers fans with that Europa League final just 48 hours away in Seville. Rangers against Eintracht Frankfurt. Then it's the Scottish Cup final against Hearts at Hamden. Will Rangers have two trophies tucked away by then? Celtic already have two trophies uh, tucked away. The League Cup was won long ago and uh, the Premiership trophy was delivered at Celtic Park on Saturday after that 6-0 demolition job on Mother. Uh, they got their hands on the big prize, having overcome some mighty challenges along the way. There are always challenges. I think I kind of flip it, and I think we had a real clarity of purpose. We just really had tunnel vision all year. There were so many things that potentially could have got in our way, but we just had this common goal of trying to do something special this year. And... Um, we weren't going to let anything sort of derail us from that. And the players, the staff, everyone, even the fans, they all bought into it. And um, that's why we're here. Let's talk to Pedro in Cumbernauld, a Celtic fan. And uh, Ange there, Pedro, speaking about clarity of purpose. I think it's fair to say uh, Celtic had uh, lots of that about them this season. Absolutely. Do you know, he came in, no one really knew who he was. But all we had to go on was the man himself. And you had to buy into him, I had to believe in him. And you just put every faith in him and he's paid it back in absolute dividends now. And maybe uh, Saturday, Pedro, was a was a 90 minutes that summed up uh, the way he wants to play. Yeah, it was, it was everything you wanted out of him. There was great build-up football. You had the high press and the counter-attack and solid defensively. Everything that you could have checked off that you'd expect from a, a solid performance. And it checks off all the, the little question marks over him, over the defence, over the set pieces. You had everything there. Lots of individual milestones, Mark, being clocked up as well. We spoke earlier about Georges Yakimakis and the fact he finished joint top Premiership goal scorer. Um, and Kyogo, uh, 20 goals it was uh, in all competitions. And you just wonder, had he not missed that three-month spell, uh, how many he would have got? Yeah, I mean, you'd imagine he'd have been definitely nudging towards 30, if not over 30. Um, Rob, that uh, was a terrific finish for the, the goal just before half-time. Um, and he's just you know, caught it in the volley um, over the shoulder of the Motherwell player but um, yeah look, overall it's been a, an excellent season for Celtic uh, the league championship the league cup um, you know I've said it many many times but considering where Celtic were this time last year to have turned around so quickly to see off a really strong Rangers team and let's not forget we're talking about a team that's made a European final yeah. so a really strong um, Rangers team um, and there's, you know, that's why this this summer is going to be fascinating and so telling for for both clubs because I don't know uh, what Pedro thinks, but I don't think there's much between them. Could argue maybe Celtic have a slightly stronger squad, maybe I don't know, but that's mm-hmm. opinion. It's not it's no factual. But what they do, what both clubs do over the next twelve to fourteen weeks, you know, is is, is going to be so um, important and uh, really really exciting for. Scottish football to see a Celtic team going at it trying to retain the title under Ange with new players and for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst getting his first full pre-season we don't know what kind of budget he's going to have yet because it's unknown 
if Rangers are going to be in the Champions League or not depending on what happens on Wednesday night so um, a lot of things go wrong but but great and I think last season was very very good and I think the new season is going to be even better What do you think Pedro when you compare the squads? Yeah obviously the, the, the gap's been narrowed or perhaps even surpassed now with Celtic perhaps having a stronger squad I think I would say Celtic have the stronger squad maybe a little bit of bias there but when you look back at the 3-0 game and the game at Ibrox that's showing you when Celtic were playing at their best they could go and get the results and really play great football it's kind of tempered down a bit now as the season's gone on a bit of fatigue kicking in there and they've not been at their full best but um, it'll certainly be interesting in the summer to see where Celtic can go from here and where Rangers pick up from there what do you think, Barry? Who's got the stronger squad? I think they're very similar strengths, uh, if I'm being honest. I, I don't think there's much between them. I, I look at when they've got their starting 11s out, whether they make changes, one or two changes. You look at the benches. There's guys that, that come on and, and don't make it weaker. They actually make it stronger at times. And there's match winners. Um, and as I said, I'm I'm looking forward to the summer because I think Gio certainly, I know, is, is wanting to strengthen big time. And I'm sure, I, I'm sure Postacoglu, the way that he obviously strengthened last year, four, was it 14 or 15 new players mm. that he came in? Um, and to be honest with you, I think every one of them has made sort of some sort of impact. Um, but I, I think the best time to strengthen is when you're on top. And listen to him speak, you look at the two players that are, are leaving, two really good players in, in my eyes, in Rogic and, and Beton. Um, good experience about them, but clearly that he wants to go and, and uh, add his own players to that um, and the positions I think central midfield for Celtic is one area somebody in beside Callum McGregor mm. a, a real like, anchor type midfielder somebody, somebody with a lot of presence Did the Gucci played on, on Saturday yeah, I just, I'm not, not sure we, an, we haven't seen enough of him I'll be honest with you yeah, I, I've not seen enough of him um, to comment I'm sure Celtic fans I'm sure Pedro would say the same um, not seen enough of him I don't know if he could mm. become a, a a certain starter for, for Celtic but I do know if somebody like Callum McGregor does pick up an injury or suspension I don't think Celtic have got a player that can replace him so, with Rangers I think if like, Ryan Jack is missing you've got a Lundstrom you've got a Kamara uh, you've got somebody like that mm. can come in Steve Davis uh, I think Celtic that's an area that Celtic will, will go and strengthen but in terms of both squads I think it's very very yeah. evenly matched the more, the more I'm, I'm saying probably Celtic there, but see the more you, you look at them on paper <laughs> if ever there's a case for sitting in the fence mm. genuinely yeah, and yeah. saying it's 50-50 it probably is that because you look you know Steve Davis you look at Celtic Juranovic and Ralston Rangers have, have, have got Tavernier but you look at the left-hand side, you know, you've, you've got Barisic or, or Bassey, the mm. central defenders, your two goalkeepers, McLaughlin and McGregor, here to, to, to Joe Hart and, and, and Scott Bain up front. So, God, you look at it and, again, it's, it's, I, there's absolutely, I don't think there's anything between them. But the idea would then be, yeah, but Celtic have won the league off 38 games, mm. so that you'd, you'd have to say, if you want, if you had really had to pick one, that they've got the, the, the stronger squad as been, has been shown over 38 games. But, absolutely nothing between them. that's why this window Rob you know, between now and the end of August my goodness mm. 
What yeah. a window it's going to be. Yeah, and Rangers give, give a pretty good demonstration of what their second string is all about, winning com- comfortably at Tynecastle against the Scottish Cup finalists and the third team in the in the Premiership at, at the weekend. But I'm, I'm interested, Pedro, what you think about, we, we spoke about this earlier on, um, the departure of, of Tom Rogic. Um, I know we've had a few few days to think about it now. Did, did it take you by surprise that, that he wanted to go and Celtic were unable to keep him for the Champions League? No, there's been murmurings over the course of definitely since the start of the year that the pair of them were starting to think of packing up and heading closer to home. Um, that was certainly a thought in their minds. Both of them have got young families and they're starting to think about the end of their careers and securing that for themselves and making a comfortable life. And I think, you know, Anne said he wanted to keep both of them. There's no doubt they're both losses. You can't, you can't replace them just like that it's going to be very tough to, to try and replace them. And all you can do is just work your hardest to bring the right type of players in. But I wouldn't say it's a too great of a surprise, but it's a, it's a very big loss. Yeah, Tom Rogic, um, at times, absolutely outstanding uh, for Celtic this season. I mean, there'll, be, there'll be quite a few players that Celtic want to get off the wage bill in the summer, no doubt about that. Uh, and I guess the, the big priorities um, in terms of transfer market uh, we'll, we'll be getting Jota and, and Carter Vickers tied down if possible to permanent deals Absolutely there's there's no way that you can continue in the next season if we don't have the pair of them there or at least players of similar quality you'd like to think they'd like to stay there Jota was absolutely loving the title celebrations on Saturday and he looks really settled in Carter Vickers has a fantastic partnership with Carl Starfield at the back that's the first time we've had a, a solid partnership in years and years and years and ironically enough, the one time we have a solid defensive partnership, we've got absolutely no qualifiers to play. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be no Ju- July scramble this time uh, around. Uh, proper planning uh, can take place, and you would imagine will take place. Ange was asked uh, on Saturday if he if he was going to take a little break. Yeah, this afternoon and uh, <laughs> back to work tomorrow. But that's it. That's his football club. You know, his football club is. And it's why I think we all feel it's a special football club because we're going to be expected next year to come back and, and produce these special moments for these fans again. And there's no greater motivator for me, you know. I'll, I'll have a good break with the family, but you know, get back next year, be bigger and better. Yeah, bigger and better. And he he he, he shouted out his uh, his catchphrase as well. We never stopped, didn't he? Um, on Saturday, that was his payoff, Pedro. Um, after the after the win, after the title trophy presentation. Uh, and when he says it, you kind of believe it, don't you? Well, you can't deny the results. He's built a, a real mentality into a, a new squad. There was 15, 16 players that all came in from different parts of the world, from with different experiences and different ages and we've all cultivated into one group and the best way you can see that is when Rogic went off for his for substitution to pay his final appearance everyone weighed in on him Do you know everyone was all around him it was very emotional Joe Hart running over to the halfway line and it was a real collective to say thank you for your for your services this season they're going to crack on Mark aren't they uh, and you would imagine obviously defending the title is a, is a big priority for Celtic but uh, he'll want to make waves in Europe. He'll be disappointed uh, how they went out against Bodo Glimt five one on on aggregate. Um, this is a this is a big chance in the Champions League, but up a up a couple of rungs on the ladder. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going against you know the best teams in in Europe. I mean, I think for 
for Celtic in the new season and, and if Rangers are fortunate to, to, enough to be in the Champions League as well you know I think if you can you know if you can finish third and stay in Europe you know drop in Europe obviously you want to try and finish first or second but I, I think third's your kind of realistic target to start just don't finish bottom you know the, the big bonus is as a, a financial injection um, that you get and then you just try and take it a, a game at a time and, and see where that takes you you know for, for Celtic Park um, and European nights uh, Rob it's about becoming a fortress again you know it's been a fortress on and off in more than two decades under Martin O'Neill's time Gordon Strachan time probably in the in the second half of this sorry the past decade not so much so when you look at some of the results under under Ronnie Dyler Neil Lennon got it going again a couple of uh, good Euro- Europa League campaigns but you need a you need a solid base at home you know you need to be able to look at your at your three fixtures and think yeah we, we're, we're definitely good for six points and then we can try and nick a point here and there because sometimes seven points might get you through or at least make sure that you don't finish bottom so you've got to go and make and that's where the Celtic supporters have got that on their side right away 60,000 behind them it's fantastic to run out it's saying about the team the 11 producing it um, on the on the park This was your old pal Joe Hart Barry on Saturday uh, No it's been fun hard worked hard from the off new players obviously disappointment last season a few of us were, um, didn't experience it but we certainly felt it when we came uh, breath of fresh air with the manager strong belief strong principles work as a team doesn't matter who you are you get your head down and you work we bought into that and, and here we are now with medals around our necks and a great atmosphere like this and he's looking forward to the Champions League I didn't think I'd be in that again it's not guaranteed you know it's the kind of club where people come in you never know what's going to happen but I'm going to be ready I'm going to put myself um, front of the queue and hopefully I'll be in goal for it and he's been one massive signing Barry hasn't he yeah. for Celtic I was going to say I'm pleased for him but <laughs> I'm pleased that he's enjoying his football again um, and do you know what there was a lot made it there was people unsure whether he was going to be a a good signing I sat in this studio and I said listen believe me when I say this you're getting a top goalkeeper but you're getting a top professional and a top guy and he's a, he's a proper leader in the dressing room you can see that you can see it on the pitch and um, yeah I'm delighted I'm delighted that he's enjoying his football it would have been easy for Joe to maybe stay down in England and be a, a second or third choice and earn an absolute fortune it just tells you what type of character he has he, he wants to play um, the remaining years of his, his career and he's come up here and I think he's a he's a real favourite now with the Celtic supporters Pedro it was such a problem position last season it was almost multiple choice to see who was going to play in goals for Celtic last season but it's a real position of strength now with Joe Hart in there yeah absolutely it was it was really a big question mark because everyone wanted to see Barkas get a real goal again and try and cement his place in because we thought maybe it just took him a year to settle in and very quickly it seemed that's not going to be the case it's and you thought it's going to be another one of these seasons that's just not going to click for us. And very quickly, Joe Hart was sought out. And the big question marks were over, but can he pass the ball about to the level that we need? Is he up to this level anymore? Is his time gone? Is you know, I don't think he's going to be, be up there for us. And I've never been so happy to eat that slice of humble pie in my life. You know? Yeah. What what do you think is possible next season? What 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 could Celtic do in the Champions League? Do, do they how how much do they need to improve on where they are at the moment, squad wise? Well, in terms of first team, you're probably talking about centre back, a number six, and a left 
solidify that position. And then in terms of just general squad, we're a really good technical team, but you're missing some real power and pace and explosiveness. You know, that's what separates good teams from great teams is they're great at playing football, but they've also got that physicality to really push themselves on, even when the football's not going well for them. And if you get that, I think we're definitely in with trying to get into second or third. So Pedro, Pedro, are you saying Celtic? You don't think I've heard you that you don't think they've got enough power, enough pace, and um, not explosive enough. No, there's there's definitely a lack of physicality. I think in the team currently. Do you know, right, sorry, but you said that you don't think there's enough explosiveness in space. So you do think there's enough of that? There's not enough of physical. What is it? Yeah, because I, I, I yeah, disagree with you hundred percent in terms of the the pace and, and the explosive. They're, they're really explosive. When well, yeah, a lot, a lot depend if Jota stays and all that as well we, we, to add to that but um, I see where you're coming from in terms of maybe a bit of presence here and there but in, in terms of your other points just to, to clear up what, what you meant Yeah no I'm not meaning like we've not got, we've obviously got a very very quick squad you know and all over the park the wingers wing backs in the middle and the midfield but it's just general physicality we really need to tough our game on because that's what's really going to help us play our football well next season if we've got players that can stand up for themselves do you know a real a real Wanyama type at number 6 would do our defence a world of good someone just to hold the ball up and pass the ball around well give them that relief mm-hmm. yeah I agree with you on that I think I think that would be his number one priority see that. if he could only sign one mm-hmm. player if you like I think that would be the one he'd go. another one for me that's going to be fascinating next season if Carter Vickers signs on on permanently and, and well I certainly don't know if he, if he is or not I hope that, that he does I like Stafford he's grown on me but his distribution for the kind of football that Celtic want to play his distributions for me it's not good enough for the style that Celtic want to play defensively yes yeah. he's got that he's, he's even looked a bit more physical in the second half of the season but when you're constantly playing the ball out for the back playing that passing game taking wee risks you know, even again, again, I think against Motherwell, was once or twice. You thinking so? I'll be interested to see when you're talking about, as Pedro saying and the manager saying, going to that next level, be bigger and better. What Celtic's first choice central defensive pairing is going to look like for the start of next season? Yeah, and I think Pedro's got a centre back on your shopping list. I think that was one of the ones you mentioned, wasn't well, it? Was, it? Um, well, obviously, Julian. Uh, we all know that he suffered a horrendous mm. injury. I, I, I kind of expected to see. I him. think he's going, isn't he? Yeah, I, I kind of expected to see him play. No, no start every single game, but maybe come in um, and, and test him to see how he is. So I, I don't know exactly what's what's happening there. Listen, he was he was a good player before mm. he, he got injured. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with, with Julian during yeah, the close season. Yeah, the signs don't look good for him. Um, Pedro, good to have you on the show. And, and we find you on at Celtic Spaces on Twitter. Is that right? Yeah, at the Celtic Spaces. Good man, all the best. Cheers, Pedro. Thank you. Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go, go, go. One more blast of uh, traffic and travel to come before we are finished on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors on a Monday uh, on the back of a weekend uh, in which uh, Celtic rounded off their league season in style and Rangers second string won pretty comfortably 
at Tynecastle. Just a word, by the way, to celebrate the end of a big season of Scottish football, we've teamed up with our friends at Joe Junk Rubbish Removal to give you the chance to win £500 in cash with the Go Radio Football Show. Register online. This is go.co.uk for your chance uh, to win now. And the team could be calling you back on Friday uh, to announce the winner of uh, 500 quid. In cash. So it was Celtic 6, Motherwell 0. It was Hearts 1, Rangers 3 and uh, the uh, entire starting 11 for Seville uh, weren't involved and Giovanni was uh, pretty satisfied. Really pleased because, uh, as you said, we, we changed some uh, a lot of players for today. Also a lot of youngsters get the chance to start and even come in. You know, I told the, the players we are wearing the shirt and we are expected to win games. And um, that's what we did today against a very good side. But, you know, I'm really impressed about the way we won this game. Another demonstration of what is to come in the future, maybe the near future from 18-year-old Alex Lowry. Uh, he played really well, and I think also because we conceded the first goal, uh, but I, I think we were, we were playing well. In, in these moments, you just have to have the confidence to keep going and to make sure you keep playing the way uh, you did before the goal, and uh, that's what we did. To, uh, I think the, the goal from Alex was good. Uh, and of course, Cedric, you know, he, uh, he made the 1-1 out of a uh, uh, set piece and he had a big chance just before that. But, you know, also for him, he didn't play a lot. He came into the team now and uh, he played really well. So I'm really happy with all the performances today. We've been talking about uh, how Celtic and Rangers want two top players for every position. I wonder if the likes of Leon King and Alex Lowry might be in that category uh, to feature uh, a little bit more next season, Barry? Yeah, 100%, Rob. I'm convinced of that. Will there be starters next year? I still think that might be a bit early, but for me, I, I think the, the two players that you've just mentioned have got to be looking at least getting in that 18. They've certainly got the, um, the potential to to fight their way into the starting 11. Um, I just like Gio's interview there. He, he's playing Lowry down a wee bit. No, it was a good goal. Uh, yeah, he's, he's doing okay. That, that's just keeping his feet in the ground. That's important for, for young players. Look, he signed a, a new long-term contract. Rangers had to get him tied down because there was a lot of clubs down south sniffing about. But I think, quietly, I think Gio's excited about uh, both of these young players, and rightly so, because there's nothing better for me at a club seeing young players players come through the youth academy your own product because um, there's been a lot of investment in the youth side of it. I was critical a couple of years ago I wasn't seeing enough but now you're starting to see the fruits of that now and certainly with these two I think Rangers have got potentially two top players um, but it's again I always go back to it. when you're young it's about keeping your feet in the ground working hard listening to the experienced boys doing a bit extra after training working on your game um, and I, I'm I'm excited about these two We're 48 hours away from Rangers against Eintracht Frankfurt in the Europa League final in Seville uh, Barry will be there on, on Wednesday night can you remember how you were feeling 14 years ago 48 hours away from the kickoff in Manchester uh, Rangers against Zenit I, I was excited and, and nervous but the, the thing is you've got to be focused on because we, we had a lot of games over that period of time um, and it was just about recovering that's what Walter Smith says just make sure we we had we were hardly on the training ground Rob the day before the Zenit game we, we obviously done our, our shape what way we were we were um, going to set up but it was a walking wounded it was guys carrying knocks um, 
but listen, you, you didn't want to say that. You just wanted to make sure you were going to be in that, that starting 11. But it was nerves, excitement, the ticket side of it. It was just mental. People um, phoning you up, texting you, you get tickets here and there. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I had to put that to the side. I had to get that done and dusted two or three days before it so I could solely focus on trying to, um, to, to win the cup. And I, I think looking back on that run, sometimes... I think I took it for granted a bit. You don't realise how big a game it actually was. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like you're in a bubble when you're a player. You, you don't see all the noise before it. You don't see the build-up. I mean, my family and friends went down on a bus and the motorway was absolute chock-a-block. You don't see any of that. Mm-hmm. And my phone was off the day of the game because, as I said, I'm focused on on one thing and that was that was playing the game. So... Yep, the guys will be excited and nervous. They're on the plane the day I seen the left late afternoon. They'll go and do a bit of training tonight, but the, the serious work starts tomorrow when they're when Geo names the team and they, they do the shape, they do their set pieces, you go through the danger many in Frank Frankfurt. That's when you go to bed and you, you toss and turn all night. You, you hardly sleep. Um I hardly slept the night before a game. I got a better sleep in the afternoon of the game. Um, because I, I just everything was going through my head mm. um, so that will be the same as these Rangers players but go and embrace it go and enjoy it as well it's a, an occasion to go and enjoy because listen it, there's two players that I always say it only comes round once certainly in a lifetime but you look at Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor Alan McGregor obviously being injured missed mm. it um, so I'm absolutely delighted for him that he's got an opportunity to go and play in it and hopefully Dave will I'll be involved as well with the two players two uh, European Cup finals in 14 years that's that's brilliant yeah and I think we saw it in Alan McGregor's celebrations didn't we after the the semi-final was 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 wrapped up just what it meant to him the, that animated reaction yeah I was I mean I watched it and I, I seen him and I was delighted because I remember I remember the final we obviously travelled with the party knowing that he wasn't going to be available because he's his injury and he never felt part of it but I, I was the type of player that I would go and have a quiet word but I didn't make too much noise yet because I knew how disappointed he was because um, it, it hurt him obviously because he, he was how, how did he, he was a massive, think, how did he get his injury again? I, I, I think it was in the, the first game against Fiorentina was it? Yep. Right. I, th- I think it was I can't exactly remember but I remember him no feeling part he was a bit down you know what I mean and the worst thing for me if I was in his position like people coming round about you and Ah, oh, unlucky and, and whatever. I just went over and says, listen, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll try and win it for you. So you see him last last Thursday. You see what it meant to him. Because mm-hmm. I think if you ask Griggs himself, he wouldn't believe that he would have a chance of playing in another European final. Um, but that European run in 2008, he was a massive, massive part. I mean, I go back to the one save that he made. I think you remember it against Ferdinand Bremen. I mean, I remember the crossball coming in, I'm looking at it and I'm like, that's the boy's scoring here and he just pulls a ridiculous save off. Um, so, if MD deserved it, it's Alan McGregor because for me, I think he's been he's been unbelievable. He came in for a bit of criticism, Rob, two, mm-hmm. two and a half months ago. Mm-hmm. I stuck by him, I had a bit of stick saying, ah, oh, because he's your mate and he's an ex-teammate, but he's only human, he's going to make mistakes. I think the reason why he got a bit of stick is because you're never used to Alan McGregor making no. mistakes. And 14 years on, Mark, he's still pulling off those amazing saves. Yeah, I mean, I, I, 
you know, I, I think you know for what's about to happen on Wednesday night, you know, the foundations for 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 the run that that and, and don't, I'm not trying to take credit away from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst here, far from it, but the foundations of I've been going on for three years when you think back to Stephen Gerrard's yeah. first season yeah. and some of the results I've had and they've got better and better and better and all of a sudden it's led to a European final but you think back to that first season um, even in domestic games as well but particularly in Europe Stephen Gerrard's first season Alan McGregor was covering up a multitude of sins in front of him because teams in, in Europe were breaking down Rangers at will and he was pulling off four or five top saves a game in Europe which were helping Rangers get through the group stages and, and, and knockouts. So it's been a long time in the making. And when you think that Rangers managed to get him back on a free transfer, bearing in mind that some of the, the, his, his medical history at Hull and stuff, but he come back and you look at what he's given the club in the past three years again on a free transfer. I'll, I've said it one, I'll say it again. He was Stephen Gerrard's best signing. Stephen Gerrard's. Now, probably that Stephen Gerrard inherited him. I, I've no doubt it was probably you know, down the track, there was always going to be something there that Alan McGregor was coming back, but still the manager would have rubber-stamped it, and um, what a signing he's turned out. I mean, we've, we've spoken a lot about James Tavernier at two or three hundred grand under Matt Warburton, but Alan McGregor, absolutely outstanding on a on a free transfer, and, and I agree uh, with Barry for him at 40 years old, and um, could well be his last game for the club. I've got a feeling he's going to stay another year, but it could be his last game for the club um, on Wednesday night, if that's him bowing out what a way to go I'm glad you mentioned that it'll be interesting to see um, I spoke to him um, during the week and I was saying I was desperate to ask him um, but I, I, I've got to give him um, that respect that I think it's him that's going to come out and, and make a dis- decision I think he's still good enough if he asked you your advice what would you say to him? Keep, play as long as you can mm. but, but would, I, would he not ask you your advice? no probably not <laughs> <laughs> but I know he's had a serious back problem. That was mm. Mark mentioned that he had that at Hull City. Um, he came through that. That's one of the reasons why he retired from the international scene. I want, he's not as sharp. That's normal. That's going to happen with the, the age he's at. But I, st- I still think he's he, he's got another year at least, and I would like to see him remain for another year. But he's going to make that decision. And if he is going to bow, Rob, what a way he's got two mm. cup finals. Um, disappointing in the league look Celtic won it the league doesn't lie but what a way to bow out Wednesday night if it's possible Rangers can win it which I think they can and then Saturday and if he's going to call it a day I think um, that's that's a special way to go out but I hope he stays one I, more season I, I, I don't want to be to be negative but if Rangers don't win on Wednesday you know I think Giovanni Van Brock's got a big decision on Saturday in terms of you know, you want to play your strongest team. And if you're going to play your strongest team when you're looking to win silverware and looking to finish the season on a high, then with the greatest respect to John McGoughlin, Alan McGregor is your best goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rangers can't afford to finish the week with nothing, Rob. They've no. got to have at least one. No. Yeah. They've got it's the Europa League. And I think if it's the Europa League, they'd be forgiven if they don't win on Saturday. But if they mm-hmm. don't win on Wednesday, they've got to win yeah. um, on Saturday. And therefore... That's what I think, you know, Wednesday might not be Alan McGregor's last game. He might, and he might play, he might be in the team on Saturday anyway, regardless whether I agree with him. I, 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 think you know. he's, I think you've got to play strongest team. And listen, no disrespect to, to John McLaughlin. I think he's a very good goalkeeper, but he's not in the class of Alan McGregor. Yeah. I think Alan McGregor has got to play these, these two games. 
I'm just wondering as well if he's got an important part to play Wednesday apart from the obvious part he has to play uh, and this and part two for me would be letting players know the ones who haven't been through it before what it feels like uh, to you know well he missed the European final but, but, Davis to be, in, but to Davis as well mm-hmm. to be in a European final and not win the pain yeah, but, uh, that's so important not just on the pitch off the pitch these two players that I just mentioned Alan McGregor and Steve Davis the amount of experience they've got They've experienced highs and lows, but one of the highs was obviously reaching the UEFA Cup final. Now they've they've reached the Europa League um, Cup final. Inside that dressing room, I, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll be speaking, and I, I, and I'm positive that players within that group will be coming up to the two and saying, "What was it like? How did it feel after mm-hmm. the game? What was the atmosphere like after the game?" Now you could hear a pin drop in that dressing room. There was a party back at the hotel. We stayed that with all the family, the wives and the children went back and there was no atmosphere at all because guys were absolutely devastated. Um, so I'm sure they'll be letting them know what it's like, um, how they felt in 2008. Um, there's nothing worse, as I said, I went away on holiday and I shouldn't really be saying this, but I, I never enjoyed it one single bit. I was with the missus and the kids and my mind was just thinking back to what could have been. Did I do enough in that game? So that's the mindset I think these players mm-hmm. have got to go out. What a way to go and enjoy your summer winning two cup finals. Yeah, it's experiencing the the pain of losing sometimes is just a step along the way, isn't it? To finding a way to win. Aye, I mean, there's not been that cup final loss, but you know, they've been major disappointment the fact that they've, they've not retained the title, that they've lost mm-hmm. the, the, the title mm-hmm. to Celtic. So they'll have felt that pain about losing a couple of league games to, to Celtic, which has led that, you know, if, if they want to feel you know how they felt losing to Hibs in the, uh, the League Cup semi-final at Hamden recently you think of the, the comments from Conor Goldson in the immediate aftermath of that as Stephen Gerrard left and Giovanni was waiting to, to, to take over the next day so there, there, there has been there has been painful um, moments but if they do need a reminder then um, they speak to Steve Davis they speak to Alan uh, McGregor uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head if I mean I know Giovanni uh, I mean, Giovanni's lost a World Cup final yeah. as skipper of Holland. So the manager's got that experience. By the way, this is a European... I've played the World Cup final mm-hmm. for my country and captained them in a loss. So the manager can just very quickly dip into that kind of knowledge and pain and hurt, and he'll feel it as well. He's a leader mm-hmm. of the group. So no, there, there's enough there to tap into. Yeah, you use the bad moments this season as a positive. How you felt after it. The criticism you got after it, it's no nice. It, like, sometimes you, you deserve the criticism, it's got to happen, but it's no nice to, to hear and, and read. And that's that's something that I always done as a player. And I'm sure the both players that we mentioned, Alan, Alan McGregor and Steve Davis, they'll have a massive part to play over the next 24, 48 hours leading up to the game. What an opportunity, Wednesday night in Seville. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Into the final 15 minutes of the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors on a Monday off the back of the final weekend of the Scottish Premiership season. It was a 29-point turnaround uh, in terms of the title. Uh, Rangers won by 25 last season uh, and Celtic 
won this season's version uh, by four. We would not, uh, no Celtic fan could have dreamed of this unfolding uh, during those first half dozen games when Celtic lost three of them. Um, it was uh, varying degrees of chaos last summer. Uh, but how it has been brought together by Ange Postecoglou and he plans to forge further ahead as well. But four points between them in the final analysis, 93 for Celtic, 89 for Rangers. Mark, goodness knows uh, what the difference is going to be between them next season, maybe not very much. Yeah, I mean, let, let's hope so. Uh, let's hope we've got a, a real good... Uh title race um, you know, we, we probably had one for nine tenths of the way this season and, and then Celtic you know when, when they won at Ibrox whatever it was four or five weeks ago that kind of that kind of clinch that would, it would have taken a, a disastrous collapse by, by Celtic not to get it over the line um, after that but they've Rangers set a high bar last season unbeaten at home I think only what conceded four goals um, at home in, in the league campaign Celtic after a real dodgy start I would say you know pulled it together was it 31 32 games um, unbeaten 32 yeah. so they've set a real um, high bar uh, Celtic they've set a uh, a high standard um, and uh, you know they want to push on they want to do better it's up to Rangers to go and improve as well but I, I can see it being you know a real head to head and, and particularly if Rangers win on, on, on Wednesday night I mean, the prestige of winning a European trophy uh, Rob is going to be massive and, and the players will be legends and for Giovanni um, as well then beyond that once it calms down and, and you've, you've got a day or two to digest and let it sink in albeit they're going right into a Scottish Cup final I think right the financial implications brilliant you know, we've brought ourselves up there with Celtic haven't they got that 30 million start on is this mm. window which is massive yeah. let's not make any mistake if you get a 30 million pound start potentially then that, that's a hell of a start to having a transfer window um, so you know that makes it all the more um, uh, interesting as well Four points in it Barry at the end um, basically two of the games Rangers drew Celtic won that, that, they, they, they lost three each in the league all season long um, it's going to be mighty tight again next season eh? I've no doubt about it it'll be very very tight the draws you're talking about Dingwall Tanadice. Mm -hmm. Do you think back on those those yeah. those results? And actually, in the in the end, it's pretty close at the top. Yeah, but I think Gio will look back and and think to yourself that that's where they they probably lost it. The draw at home against mm -hmm. Muddle, I think they were two 0 up. Yep, uh, end up two each. Um, so that that's ones that I'm sure will be hurting them. Um, but listen, they can't let that affect them now. They've got no. a massive week. But in terms of the league next year. Celtic obviously getting the bounty being straight into the Champions League and then if Rangers do win it I think it's going to be a brilliant summer in terms of how much are they going to spend are they, is, is um, Postacoglu going to get 40 million mm -hmm. is he going to get 30 million is he going to get 20 million similar to Gio if they win the Europa League is he going to get 20, 30 or 40 million um, but I, I think there will be a few big signings um, from both sides I think they will go and strengthen no doubt about it and again I think it will go um, similar very close um, next season because as I said right at this moment in time I don't see anything between the two of them no it's so, it's so tight I don't uh, nothing, listen the bigger the kitty you've got to spend that's what I manage what he wants to listen you've got you know the better chance it gives you being successful mm. but it, it's about spending it wisely well so if you're looking at Celtic uh, a few windows ago 8-9 million quid on, on, on Barkas and a Yeti mm. 
they then look at you you pick up you know Joe Hart and, and Kyogo for four million quid or, or, or whatever it is mm-hmm. well, you look at Rangers we've, we've spoken many times Alan McGregor free James Tavernier 200 grand Joe Aribo Joe Aribo a free Morelos a million Davis you know Davis so it's about spending it wise but then you've got the, the flip side well you know don't be buying any more Cedric Eaton's mm. the two million quid you'll be yeah. better than that you know so there's, there's, there's things um, in there so look it gives you a better chance but this is where your, your recruitment comes into play working in tandem with the manager using your contacts being first in you know being proactive making it a good place to, to, to come and play your football you know getting them over showing them round team spirit etc 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 and obviously players want to see a, a nice contract on the table waiting for them um, to sign too but yeah having money is good but it's about spending the money wisely yeah it's what Celtic have, Celtic have done really well also keeping one eye on what's going to be happening with Conor Golson mm-hmm. interesting to see if Rangers do uh, hopefully win it might hinge night. on Wednesday yeah yeah it could because be quite honest with you I think he's going to be difficult to replace I think you'll need to go out and spend decent money um, to bring another centre-back in. Hollander's still contracted, Balogun's out of contract. I think Bassey at left centre-half um, has grew on me big time. I mean, I like him at left-back, but left centre-half, mm-hmm. I think they two as a partnership mm-hmm. have really struck it off and it actually looks good as well when Lundstrom drop, drops in to make it a, a three. So I, I would like to think that Rangers are quietly confident to try and get Conor Golson tied up because he's... Uh, he's Mass, he's a man mountain at the back, and plus, we're going about the numbers of James Tavernier, rightly so. Connor Golson never misses a game, yeah, never misses a game. I think he's played, played the most games. Um, I don't think he's missed any at His all. His numbers are year. incredible, yep. So, I, I think it's crucial that Rangers throw everything at Connor Golson to try and keep him. It's uh, exciting for the Rangers fans as well because this is Giovanni van Bronckhorst's first serious blast at the transfer window because it was a couple of loans mm-hmm. uh, in January. This time around, he'll have lots of ideas about what he wants to do. Yep, and lots of contacts as well. Mm. Um, and I think, I'm sure the Dutch market will be one that he'll be keeping an eye on. Generally, when you, you go into that Dutch market, you get them quite cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, look at Jack Amakis. Yep, but you look at them technically, Dutch players are always good. They can always handle the ball. Um, so that'll be certainly a market that Gio will, will try and tap into and as I said he's got contacts all over the world um, he's played at the top level um, but when I spoke to him at the Legends game a sense that he knew what he wanted where he had to go and strengthen big time um, so he, he, that tells me that uh, he's a guy he knows what he wants and I, I'm confident that the Rangers board seeing the job that he's done since obviously the, the Celtic defeat I'm sure they'll try and back him as much as they can. As you say, Barney, it could be a sensational summer in the transfer market and they could be competing big time for some big players uh, across the the close season. I wonder if this guy, thinking about Wednesday night, um, has his name in the script again. It's been a long journey. Um, Some would say I'm part of the furniture now. Um, But, you know, I've said it's had its ups and downs. But, you know, over the years where we've, you know, progressed... Um, as a club and as a team you know this is this is the places where you want it to be it's James Tavernier could he be the name on the tip of our tongue Wednesday night uh, as the the match winner there's, there's every chance um, talking about Conor Golston there the Tavernier's numbers from right back are phenomenal um, 
we were talking about it, 300 grand from Wigan. I think he's, he's turned out to be a, a proper leader now. Um, went through a difficult period a couple of years ago. Got a bit of criticism for what he wrote in programme notes and, and whatever, but I think he's learned and he's grew from then. Um, and I've got a bonus week. He's, he's a 7, 8 out of 10. Every, every single time I watch Rangers play, and as I says, it's not just penalties. He scores goals, gliding in at that, that back post, and um, he must be on that plane or they're obviously landing in Seville he, he'll be thinking he'll be dreaming about going up and picking that mm. that trophy up um, and listen uh, there's nobody more than me that would love to see him do that Billy McNeil John Gregg Willie Miller James Tavernier well mm. he's he's the only one at the moment that stands a chance of joining uh, that list and uh I think it's there. I think just I've got a feeling that it's there for Rangers on on Wednesday night. Obviously, I'd be interested to see the starting lineups when they came out um, as well. You know, let's not forget Eintracht. It's it's not a what you know. I think it's as close to 50-50 mm-hmm. as, as you'll get. You know, looking at both teams, Rangers full of confidence. Eintracht Frankfurt will be looking at Rangers, thinking we respect them, but we don't fear them. And I think that's a view that Rangers have of Eintracht too. So in the balance, it could be a crazy mistake by somebody in the first five minutes a refereeing decision you know it could be anything Rob Rangers could score early on and just as we know they can do now just sit and soak it up and just defend and, and, and be deep and, and take it all in so um, look, it's all to play for I think it's going to be a cracking game I know we'll not touch on it until after Wednesday but I think Saturday Scottish Cup final domestically cracking 90 minutes mm. at Hamden as well full house between Rangers and Hearts but um, yeah James Tavernier what an opportunity he's he, he's um, he's got and, and nothing against Barry or the Rangers team from 2008 but I think Zenit went into that one clear favourites Barry I think they, 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 yeah, they, they were you, you, you look yep. at the, the quality that they had you look at the season that you guys had and where, where he's were and mm. what it had taken out of his but I think this time going in I think the current Rangers team against Eintracht stand them up I, I would put it at 50-50 Rob I think it's who's, who'll handle the occasion as well the atmosphere will be brilliant I know it's not a massive 42-43 thousand mm-hmm. but I would imagine the, the atmosphere inside the stadium will be electric there'll be nerves so settles into the game the quickest for me will win it um, but I think Rangers have proven that they've come up against really good teams um, in the past I mean you look at Dortmund and Leipzig for me watching it and I watch a lot of Bundesliga both A teams are better than Eintracht Frankfurt but you've still got to give them respect Rob they're still a good team they've still got good players but I just think if Rangers settle very quickly settle into a rhythm I think they've got the players that can damage them When's Team Ferguson departure? Wednesday um, Wednesday morning early morning Early doors? Yeah I don't think I'll be sleeping Tuesday night no, but, no. so I think I'll be up for I don't know Will um, you be sort of acclimatising um, before you depart maybe just for Seville just getting yourself in the right frame of mind getting yourself yeah I've already started over the weekend so um, no I'm in the Som- right frame of mind sombrero but, sorted yep um, that's sorted I've got my sun cream um, 50 I've got a wee kid's roll on for my, my nose and my forehead <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no I'm all sorted ready to go well, by the way, enjoy it what a time yeah. you're going to have yeah, your fans as I said you're there you're, you're always behind the scenes you're, mm. you know, you're, you don't like it as you're lifted and laid you're nothing but you'll enjoy it. What, what a time you're, you're in for over the next couple of days with, with Big Oz and the and the, the sons and uh, what, a, what a time you're going to have that's what I'm looking forward to it's a day trip I've got my two boys there they were younger at, at 
Manchester, mm. Craig Moore's obviously got his boy over, we're travelling together with other friends, so we're going to go and, as I say, he's going to enjoy it and um, make sure we make the game and we can actually <laughs> see the game. <laughs> so, yeah, and hopefully come 11 o'clock Seville time that, yeah. that Rangers are picking the trophy up. We'll talk to you when you're out there, we'll choose our time carefully, but yeah. enjoy. Preferably. Um, early morning yeah exactly as possible and talking of Craig Moore he's with us uh, tomorrow night on the show John Hartson as well and Paul uh, live at five the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com your local friendly experts for new and used cars let's go there's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new iGo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained tech and specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.